Don't judge me. Only God could judge me. What you're really saying is don't correct me. Don't hold me accountable. Don't try to correct me or tell me what to do. Truthfully, I believe anybody could judge you, but I believe it's only God who can accurately sentence you. That part, though, anybody could judge you. They do it all the time, but it's only God who can accurately sentence you. This message is for people like our foundational text. You're like Paul. I want to do good. I really do. I want to do good, but every single time I want to do good, this evil is always present with me. What a wretched man I am. It's a struggle. And that struggle is real. That's not just a cliche. For many of us, your struggle is really real. For real. Can I get somebody to say the struggle is real? The struggle is real. My desire for the next few moments is it might come off a little unorthodox, unusual, maybe even anomalous. But for the next few moments, would you take off your pretended self? Would you take off the person that you post to be? Pun intended. Would you take off the person that you post to be? Let's take off the fact that you're part of the clergy, an usher, a greeter, uh, just a first-time visitor. Just take off the title of a Christian. And I wonder, is there anybody watching this message who is honest enough to admit sometimes doing the right thing is a struggle? Don't judge me, but I'm saying it. Some pastors won't. I'm up here saying it, being open and transparent. I don't always want to do the right thing. And sometimes doing that right thing is a struggle. Does anybody feel this? Sometimes it is a struggle. I don't want to bite my tongue today. The struggle is real. I don't want to let that person just cut me off on 45 go. I want to lay on the horn and let them know what they just did was rude. The struggle is real. My teenager is getting on my nerves. The struggle is real. I want to give my husband or I want to give my wife a piece of my mind. The struggle is real. You're unmarried and you're wondering, will God ever send you a husband? I'm tired of waiting. The struggle is real. You're a man and you're like, I'm tired of women thinking there are no husbands out here. The struggle is real. Pride is still here. The struggle is real. Porn is still here. The struggle is real. Same-sex attraction is here. The struggle is real. Drinking is still here. The struggle is real. Sex is still here. The struggle is real. The good I want to do, that I don't do. But the evil I don't want to do, that I keep on doing. And, and I think many times it has, it has caused us to misunderstand that just because you're struggling does not mean you're not saved. See, and look, and look I, don't want, I don't want you to misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not tying all struggles to resisting sin. Because somebody watching this message, your struggle is to just see yourself the way God sees you. That's your struggle. You can't forgive yourself. Since God is not punishing you, you almost punish yourself. Because you feel, I don't deserve his goodness. I don't deserve these good things. And so for somebody watching this, your biggest struggle is you struggle with seeing yourself the way God sees you. Or for somebody else, your biggest struggle is people pleasing. Because your inner critic has subscribed you to the channel of negative thoughts. And so you think yourself into moods. You, not, you, don't, you don't really have bad days. You have bad thoughts that you manifest. Think about it. Are you really having a bad day or are you entertaining bad thoughts? What are you looking at? What are you looking at? And I believe the church many times has sailed this false imagery 
of Christians having it all together. Christians having it all together, which is why I believe the world is so quick to call us hypocrites because we present ourselves as the finished product versus the work in progress. Oh, I wonder how many people we could win to the Lord if we were to acknowledge I am not the finished product. I am a work in progress. I wonder how influential we could become for the kingdom if we begin to speak more in the language of I am a work in progress just like you. I'm blown away of the grace of God just like you. I don't know why God chose me just like you. I'm developing prayer patterns just like you. I'm trying to fast just like you. I'm trying to be holy just like you. I struggle just like you. I don't want to do the right thing just like you. I don't want to pray sometimes just like you. I don't want to answer with maturity just like you. I'm struggling just like you. I'm not the finished product. Baby girl, my dude, I'm a work in progress. We have to stop selling this toxin of life makeup to where we look like instead of be like. We look like instead of be like, because when we do that, we have consequently and indirectly caused for Christians to care more about facelifts than heart transplants. We care more about how we post, care more about how we look than how we really are. And this is something that God has dealt with me very severely about. He says, Jerry, listen, I care more about the minister than the ministry. I care about you. I never want you to help me save all these souls, but you lose yourself. Because one of the worst things you could ever do is change who you are to become what they need, but lose who you are in the process. I'm trying. So we have sanctuaries, great praise and worship, creativity, no word. And you have recognized in a pandemic, I cannot survive on sugar-coated messages. I need some depth. I need something that will hold me. And all this motivation and inspiration is good for a time. But how do you last when you don't know what to do? When death is all around you, when you can't get to the house like you want to, I need to have lasting faith because like I said, lukewarm faith won't hold you in a hellish season. I need some roots. I need some roots, and because we kept on preaching this stuff, people leave and go out into the real world, and they deal with real devils. (laughs) They go out and deal with real devils, and then they turn around and blame a real God because we have not been discipled that our choices can create seasons, and it is possible that you're behaving your way into a season. We need discipleship. We need accountability. We need the word of God. We need holiness. We need purity. This is not old school. This is biblical. I understand that there has been a famine of sound doctrine, and maybe this is why we struggle. You're watching this message, and you're like, okay, I've been trying to change. But I'm trying to get you to see that you don't end up at the place you desire. You end up at the place you crave. This is so good, man. I said at the very beginning of 2020, the problem is not the problem. The problem is our appetite. And so many times when we don't address this, we will forever live our life multitasking between our struggle and our surrender. One day we struggle, one day we surrender. One day we surrender, so surrender, the next day we struggle. And if you're like me, sometimes I get exhausted of both. God, I just want to live a surrendered life. I know it's going to crush me. I know it's going to hurt me. I know it's going to cost me some friends. I may have to deactivate social media for a while. I may have to unfollow some people in real life. 
I may have to end some things in real life, but God, if that's what it takes so I can stop multitasking between my struggle and the surrender, then so be it, God. Is there anybody watching this that you have a so be it posture? So be it. If they go, so be it. If I lose this, so be it. If you got to crush me, so be it. Do I want it? No. But I want what's on the other side of it. Everybody wants results, but nobody wants the process. So I want to show you why we constantly feel as though our life is in a tug of war. Can y'all come here for a minute? I want to show you this. I want you to see how it is and why we struggle and why it feels like many times we can't break free from things. While we're stuck, I want to try to give you guys a vivid demonstration of this. Is this good? Is this good? Okay, so Josh, I want you to be the flesh. Amber, I want you to be the spirit. All right? The rest of y'all, y'all can just stay back for a second. Bag, 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 bag. <laughs> so look. All right. So anytime we come to Christ... We come to Christ, we're dealing with the flesh, and we're dealing with the spirit. Is there anybody honest enough to admit this bad boy on his own is a mess? <laughs> Let's not even talk about nobody else. Just my flesh, though. What I desire, what I crave. Stop looking at me like that. How I think, how I respond, how I clap back, my petty. I'm talking about your flesh. Is there anybody honest enough to say that just this alone is a mess? Just, just my flesh. Now, Neil, you're going to be the memory. Come on next to Josh. You're going to be the memory. All right. Most beautiful lady on stage, you're going to be the desires. That's my wife. You're going to be the desire. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Carl, I want you to come over here. Um, you're going to be my cravings. Let's just stop right there. Let's just stop right there. Listen, when you get saved, please hear me, y'all. Please hear me. This is so powerful. When you get saved... This is how you look in the spirit. This is how you look. You have your spirit, but you got cravings. You got appetites. You got your memory, and you got the flesh. And you trying to boo up somebody right now? Look at your spirit. <laughs> you, 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 trying to, you trying to, I want to obey. It's cold outside. I want somebody to struggle with. You don't even see this is how they look in the spirit. She fine, and her body has more curves than the highway, but this is how she looks in her soul. He's handsome, beard game on fleet, just how you want him, six feet, he even make a lot of money, but in his soul, this is how he looks. And this is why I've been preaching this series, because I, am, I want you to invest in your soul care, because we will never have healthy marriages as long as this exists on our rope. So th this is what happens. I want you all to kind of pull a little bit. Amber, I want you to fight. Come on, you the spirit. I want you to represent. Watch them nails. I want you to represent. I want you to represent. Y'all pull. Y'all pull. All right, now hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Look, this is how it looks when people wonder, how is it that I'm saved, but I keep on giving in to sin? How is it I keep on claiming to be kingdom, but I keep on giving in? To the weed. I keep giving in to the adultery. I keep on giving in to the pride because I thought that I was saved. Wow. <laughs> so so you're, you're stuck and you're dumbfounded and then you will start to actually question your salvation. Yeah. And did God really even save me because of all this stuff that's pulling her? 
See, I want you to get this. I want you to get this. When you get married, if you don't have the proper training, premarital counseling, and wisdom, you're going to enter into a war zone that they already have outside of you. This is why the relationship feels like a fight. Because before you ever came on the scene in their soul, they're already fighting. Already fighting. So I have this stuff on my life. But let's just say you decide to, I don't know, watch the Cuffing Season series. Praise God. <laughs> let's just say you decide to pray. Because you know there is like a for real, for real. Has anybody ever been like for fake, for fake, and you real enough to say, I know the times when I was like for real, for real? When you like for fake, for fake, you like coming to all night prayer, but you still have a condom. That's like for fake, for fake. When you like, oh, why is it getting hot like this? When you are really, really striving to be like for real, for real, you praying and you fasting outside of the corporate prayer. Like it doesn't take the church to announce a time for us to fast for me to really fast, but I decide to do this on my own. Okay, so let's say you start watching, I don't know, the Cuffing Season series, and Tiffany, I want you to come over here. So now you're starting to get that word in. Y'all clap it up for that. She's getting that word in. Yeah, yeah. And then now you're starting to pray. Come on, Tiff. You're starting to pray. So now, okay, I'm adding some spiritual disciplines to my life. Okay, so my spirit, I'm watching the word. Okay, I have a prayer life. Now let's see y'all battle it out. Let's see what we do. Let, let, let's, let's see. Oh, oh we kind of back and forth. Oh, kind of stuck. Oh. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Has anybody ever felt, I want y'all to rock with me, that your life kind of goes back and forth? One day I'm saved. Next day I'm ratchet. Sometimes I love Jesus. Sometimes don't try me. Sometimes I'm cool. Sometimes I'm hot. Sometimes it's Drake. The next time it's KB. Have you ever felt like this? Like your life is this back and forth cycle. You want to do good, but then you keep on doing bad. And now I understand what Paul is saying. He's like, listen, I want to do good, but every time I want to do good, I got cravings, I got appetites, and I got my memory. And I need somebody to deliver me from this body of death. And I'm trying to preach a message that will try to get you to understand if you allow Jesus to touch your heart, then, okay, I'm going to make your weakness your strength. I'm going to make your weakness your strength. So Carl, go over there. Yeah, you're going to be, uh, let's have you fasting. So we got fasting, we got prayer, we got watching the cuffing season series, we got the spirit. I want you to come up, you're going to be community. Hey, let's look at this, look. He's bracing himself, he's like, hey, I'm a man, they ain't about to show me up on front of everybody. I got this, this is Sparta. <laughs> now look, listen, listen. Now I have more things in my life to help me, but I didn't touch the memory. Hmm. Because I believe in the spirit realm, when the enemy sees you got community, you fasting, you praying, you watching the word, you edifying your spirit, I got to go chop it up with the memory. Because if I can mess with the memory, then I can cause the memory to cause all that stuff to go back. So I'm going to start reminding you, bro, you remember last year you had a bay. This year you're trying to be godly. What you going to do? I'm going to try to have your memory cause you to reflect on all the times you used to get high when you get stressed. And now you're trying to pray when you get stressed. And you heard somebody preach that the most high is better than a weed high. But I don't really know if I could do it. And then we have petty things like Facebook who has share your memories. Y'all ever seen those? I'm talking about share your memories from nine years ago. I don't even do that no more. We don't even talk no more. I'm saying that was not a memory. That was a nightmare. So now... It makes sense when the word of God tells us, okay, I need you to be renewed, 
be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your memory's real, but if I can get you to store the word here, if I can get you to store faith here, come on over there. So now I have renewed my mind. I have community. I have, what were you? Prayer life. Prayer life. I don't remember what you were. Fasting. Prayer life, watching Cuffing Season Series, and the Spirit. Now let's pull. Oh, that flesh coming. Oh, that flesh giving in. Look at him. That flesh not even trying. And that's how we want it to be. Thank you all so much. That's how we want it to be when your flesh got about to the spirit. Your flesh got about to the word. Your flesh got about to fasting. Your flesh can't make it because we have to crucify the flesh along with its sinful desires so that we can carry out the works of the spirit. This is why you struggle because of all the stuff you have on your heart. So why, do, why is this so hard? Number one, I haven't had a heart that God has detoxed. Yes, you're saved. And yes, Jesus has your heart. But the stuff you crave still has you too. And so I need community to help me detox. This could be music. This could be shows. Stuff that we used to put on in the radio in the car. Detox that. Somebody say detox. Detox. I don't have time. I got to keep moving fast. I was going to show you the scripture, but I just want to tell you. When God brought Lot and his daughters out of Sodom and Gomorrah, they brought them out of Sodom and Gomorrah, but Sodom and Gomorrah was not out of his daughters. And a lot of us need to recognize just because God has called you out does not mean it has got out of you. A non-detoxed heart. Number two, why is it so hard? We have a overfed, overfed the flesh and underfed the spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 5, it says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Maybe the reason you're struggling so much is because of all the stuff you have on the flesh side and the minimal things that you have on the spirit side. Number three, why is this so hard? Peer pollutant. You have people surrounding you that are pollution to your growth. Ah, this is going to mess you up. Listen, y'all, listen. We have to make sure that we are not hanging out with people who live where we struggle. Make sure not to befriend people who live where you fail. You had a moment, but they live like this. Okay? Psalms chapter 1 says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stands in the way that sinners take or sits in the seat or sits in the company of mockers. So sometimes it's so hard because all your friends ratchet. Sometimes it's so hard because everybody I roll with, my day ones, keep me living like day one. And they try to make you feel bad by saying, you changed. Yes, I did change. You said that like, like that's a bad thing. But you acting like you forgot where you came from. I, I didn't forget where I came from. I just refused to live where we met. All right. Number four, the pace of change. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And a lot of us expect a drive-through process when it's going to take a crock-pot time. God has to allow some stuff to set in some character to set in and if you get on the treadmill and set the pace too fast you're going to run out of breath run out of breath and quit the faith you may have to start on two and this is all you do because you're learning how to fast you can't do 40 days yet you're going to pass out just do one day <laughs> pace yourself the pace of change 
Number five, we'll end with this, the Lazarus effect. The Lazarus effect. When Jesus came to Lazarus' tomb, he told them to remove the stone. I need people who remove things that keep me in the grave. So good, y'all. I need people surrounding me that remove things that keep me in my sin. He said, Lazarus, come out. The second thing, they hurt Jesus. Do you have friends who can hear heaven? Or are you the only one who prays in your circle? Are you the only one they come to to tell you their issue? Who do you go to? Because I need to have people who can hear heaven. After Lazarus came out, I told us before, he was hopping, which means he's bound, which means it is very possible for you to be called but still bound. He then said, y'all loose him. Who looses you? Do you have people, community, churches that loose grave clothes off of you? Or do you have a community that put grave clothes on you? I just firmly believe the best growth is internal. That growth, that glow hits you different when it's internal. And I wanted us to understand maybe the reason we struggle is not because we're not saved. Could it be due to the contradiction of mixture? Or could it be due to all the unaddressed things on the rope of a heart? So God, would you change us? Would you give us an appetite for you? To long for you. I may not know what I'm doing, God, but, I, but I'm starting by just saying, help me. I, I may not know the first step to take. I may not know how to end this struggle. But God, I'm just saying, help me. Help me to just be consistent with getting the word in. Help me be consistent with watching sermons. Surround me, God, with kingdom friends. I need some anointed friends in my life, God, because the anointing breaks yokes. I want to be surrounded by people who break stuff off of me. And God, would you give me the strength to represent you well because it is not your will that I forever live life multitasking between my struggle and my surrender. We surrender, we tap out so that you may show out in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.